Hello and welcome to the second episode of Swear By It. Um, and uh, so in Swear By It, we're mainly talking about fuck it. Um, we, I say we, it's mainly me at the moment. Uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, which was the first episode, uh, we may well have Gaia, Gaia Polini, my beautiful wife, joining us at times. Uh, but at the beginning, it's mainly me sitting here with you chatting about how fuck it started um, more than 20 years ago. Um, well, at least the, the fuck it story as I started it last time began more than 20 years ago because I mentioned the kind of pre-fuck it bit where um, we'd um, met in an advertising agency. It's a story so far. We'd met in an advertising agency uh, finding that we shared lots of interest in uh, alternative I say alternative practices it's a bit too broad uh, well for Gaia kind of therapeutic stuff mainly for me um, eastern philosophy and practices like Tai Chi and Qigong meditation etc um, but we, we like that stuff anyway and um, uh, so we shared that stuff it's what we did as a hobby so when we were doing our day jobs uh, that was kind of coming up with ideas doing television ads and much more, uh, or maybe not that much more, uh, mainly, mainly that, and our hobby, our hobbies um, uh, were things like uh, um, well, family constellations uh, workshops and Qigong, Tai Chi, and Gaia was trained as a counsellor. So yeah, that's what we did in our spare time. And, um, and then it went to the cinema and at Chinese and Japanese food mainly in London so that's that's what happened and then that's what we were doing and then we um I don't know whether we literally I said this last time I don't know if we literally said fuck it we probably I was probably swearing all over the place back then but I'm not sure whether we literally said fuck it but we 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 um carried out a big fuck it act uh which was to pack everything up and pack our jobs in or well, my job I was at art college at the time and um pack our boys into uh, baby seats in a motorhome that we bought uh, yeah pack all our stuff into a, a storage space and get on the road so leave everything in London behind with the intention of um, uh, going off to Italy and finding a place to set up a retreat centre so that we could spend the rest of our lives living happily ever after um, teaching people how to relax, meditating in the hills, swimming, eating a gorgeous Italian food, but mainly helping people like us at that time, which was people who were living, usually living in the city, um, pushing it really, um, leading quite a full on life, uh, enjoying the rewards of such a life as well as, um, Suffering. I'm hesitating to use that word, but suffering from the, the push and the stress of it. And uh, so, yeah, our idea was to be out there and helping people like like us, like we've been, uh, kind of relax. It was quite hippie, the idea, really. Um, and we were into many what you might regard as hippie practices as well. Um, so, yeah, that was, our, that was our thought. And we had this beautiful, beautiful vision and we set off for the sunshine um to do that so and i so i mentioned that last time so we're going to move forward in the story here 
I said I, I alluded to the fact that it might have been a little bit tough at the beginning. Um, so here's what happened. So um, uh, we went out in 2001, I think, when, uh, 2002. Yeah, 2002, off we went on the road. So our boys were one year old. So just and they're twins. So one year old boys would be, we're on the road, we're uh, bathing them in, in effectively washing up bowls. And it was pretty hard, that bit of it. And uh, there were a few instances of, of tears and, and regrets. And what the, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, but we, we kind of carried on and we found an amazing place that summer of 2002. Um, massive hill, wooded hill, 100 acres of woods with two wrecks on there, old farmhouses. And it hadn't been touched for for years uh, I think from the, since the mid 50s it had been abandoned and a lot of locals didn't even know about it and um, so we we fell in love with this place straight away we listened to the signs the signs were I won't go into the details but there were some shamanic signs that we listened to of various creatures, animals and insects that were all telling us buy it, buy it, buy it and um and come and do your wonderful things here. Uh, so we listened to those signs and off we went. Um, borrowing money, buying it. Uh, and it was, the thing itself was quite cheap. And then borrowing money and planning to then do it up. Because there was vast amounts of work that were needed. Um, a vast amount of work. And so the next couple of years, uh, we opened in 2004, summer of 2004. And the next couple of years was kind of backwards and forwards from Italy to the UK, trying to raise the money, trying to work out how to launch a business like that, um, supervising the the madness of, of renovating a, a, a farmhouse. And um, yeah, it was it was really difficult. It was stressful. And we did borrow a lot of money to do it. And um, again, really tough, really, really tough, trying to earn money as we were going as well. Uh, and Guy was doing... Um, hypnotherapy, mainly hypnotherapy sessions from our flat in London, a small flat in London, while I was taking the boys in, out into the parks and uh, to feed the ducks, um, feed the ducks with other food. I, mean, we weren't, I wasn't feeding the boys to the ducks or feeding ducks to the boys. I say that, it's not, I, I, just, I, never, I always want to be truthful. I may well have, because <laughs> we'd occasionally get some, like a, a Chinese takeaway, and that'd usually be like probably some rice with some vegetables in. But I can't guarantee that I didn't, I wasn't feeding the boys some form of duck with the Chinese whilst out feeding something else to the ducks. I hope not duck to ducks. I'm, I'm almost certain that wasn't happening. Um, that We wouldn't have done that because the boys have been enjoying it too much. Um, so that's that bit. Right. Um, I'm aware of also of not having these too long. So... We're now, uh, let's uh, let's go into zoom forward into 2004. We're now over in Italy. We're due to open. We've rented a place before the the guest house is finished. Um, So everybody's over there. Uh, Some really difficult times in the few months leading up to opening. But we opened. We opened in July, um, a couple of weeks late. And that summer we were teaching people how to meditate um, various practices, shamanic practices, uh, various therapeutic practices in a big teepee that we had 
on 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 a little hill on the big hill, and uh, it was in it was madness. It was wonderful. It was insane. It was exciting. It was stressful, and um, but there we were. We were open, and uh, well, I promised last time to tell you about why we were doing all this, and we were doing it for obvious reasons, uh, which is that we wanted to, you know, we wanted to do something new, get away. It's a, Pretty obvious why most of us go to the sun and do exciting things uh, while we want to do that. But there was an extra desire that I had, which was that I uh, wasn't very well. Uh, and I haven't been very well. I've had a chronic illness most of my life uh, from when I was very young. Uh, I was and am allergic to a lot of stuff. When I was a kid, I had very bad asthma uh, so that I'd be hospitalized rather frequently when I was very young. And I had growing up eczema as well. And I had patches when it was okay. And I'm going to be... I'm telling this story actually in more detail in a little e-book that I'm writing at the moment. So uh, I can't give you the link here, but um, not exactly here. I might at some point <laughs> add it. Uh, but you'll be able to find that at some point or another. Um, but yes, I'll go into more detail about this. But I was better for a patch, but then in early adulthood for ages I was chronically unwell with the same stuff so I was allergic to stuff and it's not just about the symptoms of asthma or eczema it was about how it made me feel so I would feel actually generally nauseous and um, uh, just not very well I wouldn't sleep so well if I, if I was very sick I really wouldn't sleep very well uh, so that's not just not feeling comfortable apart from the, the symptoms just not feeling good in myself uh, and that was very, pretty painful. It's one of the reasons I was into the various alternative health practices. It's one of the reasons I was studying relaxation. I, both of us, studied as hypnotherapists. So I was studying how to relax, how to re, uh, relax the whole system down through the Qigong, Tai Chi, meditation, etc. that uh, I was practicing studying during the 1990s. So part of my desire... To, in going to Italy, my desire was uh, to be able to practice these things all the time. That's what I imagined. That I'd be able to just sit meditating on the hill or teaching people Qigong. And also the, um, the effect on my health of being in the countryside, in the open air, in the sunshine. I've always found that the heat and the sunshine is good for me. So those were the, those were the desires. So I really went with a very strong idea um, that I can get better, uh, that this will heal me, that I'll become whole. Uh, that, that idea around holistic health. Uh, I, at my great, one of my greatest desires in the 1990s, in my 20s and 30s, was to be better, to be well, to be fully well. I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to be well. So a lot of the things I was doing, almost everything I was doing in terms of hobbies and the way I was eating and trying to create a different lifestyle was around the idea that I need to get better. And that's what I so wanted, I so desired, more than anything else in the world actually, to be well. Uh, and there were so many beautiful and important things in my life, but that was the underlying nagging pain that I'm just, I'm sick, I'm... I'm I'm not well, and, and if only I could be well. And I couldn't, I, I actually thought, if only I could be well, then everything's fine, everything would be lovely, I'd just, everything would be perfect. I don't, even if there's, all, if there's things in my life that, uh, that seem difficult, 
Um, If I was well, it'd be okay. I'd still be fine. I couldn't quite understand why uh, normal people, the people I saw around who didn't seem to be suffering from an illness like I was, I couldn't understand why they... um, we're worrying about anything, really, actually. Why are you, what are you worrying about? Why are you unhappy? What are you complaining about? Uh, you haven't got this. You don't know what it's like having something like this. So I actually imagine that if I could get rid of this, um, my illness, then everything would be fine and perfect and all my worries and concerns would end because that's what a lot of my worries and concerns were about, actually, was about continuing to be sick. So I had a huge amount invested, as well as the million quid invested in the um, the, uh, the the renovation and the whole project uh, that we'd borrowed to do the thing. I had a huge amount invested personally in this thing working. And um, I tell you what, as we as we uh, move through this podcast, I'm going to tell you what happened that summer. Uh, but not tell you entirely what happened uh, at the end of that summer. Okay, and we'll leave that till the next one. So you now know how much I'd invested in this. So yes, the money, but the this huge desire just to be well. And I really thought if I could just be well, everything will be fine. So that's what I went into this with. Uh, the summer of 2004, we're opened in July. It's gorgeous weather every single day blue skies heat loveliness swimming pool down the hill and guests arriving the business starting to work not that many in the first summer maybe five or six or seven people coming each week to do various things with us and to do yoga as well with other teachers and uh, but I was working hard I was pretty stressed it was really really hard work I was up early to go and get vegetables from a vegetable shop 20 minutes away. I was helping with preparing breakfast. I was managing this and that. So it was really full on from, you know, moment you wake up until the end of the day. We were living in the guest house where other people were coming and staying. So everything about it, picking people up from the airport and, you know, everything you can, you can imagine. I don't need to say much more for you to imagine how much it was. And... Within a couple of weeks, I got really, really ill. Uh, in the first couple of weeks, actually, I remember having a... I don't get migraines, but I had a migraine and I was sick. And I, I was I was hallucinating, actually. I remember hallucinating in a very Beatles film, LSD kind of way. And I've, I've watched Beatles films, but I've not taken LSD. But I imagine this is what it was like. I was having rather amazing hallucinations, but the pain... The sickness was awful. And I got through that, though, but I was not well that summer. My health was actually probably a bit worse. So my skin was worse. Um, I don't know whether I had asthma, but I felt ill. I was exhausted. I was having trouble sleeping. I was stressed. And that's kind of how it was through that summer. And I was what I was facing was this growing disappointment that after all this, I was still sick. And that was pretty, uh, this is called swear bites, so I'm gonna swear, that was pretty fucking difficult. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign out now. Um, and then next time I'm gonna tell you about uh, 
what preceded, what happened after this, and uh, and how fuck it kind of was born, really, as a as a phrase and an idea. Um, so sorry to end on there. This is this is not me at the cliff edge. It's not a cliffhanger, really. I wasn't on right on the edge, but I was pretty freaking down about the fact that I wasn't getting better with this new life in this new place, having <laughs> taken us all over to Italy and the sunshine, and I was still just the same as I had been in the smoke and the fog of London. There's an old image of London. There wasn't much fog, fog, to be honest, but there was certainly smoke. All right, so the next uh, episode, uh, I'll tell you about the next step, the next instalment. Back then, bye-bye.